for mothers. Amen. Amen. Again, we want to welcome everyone in the house today to all of our guests. I I think they have a uh, gift for all of the guests, the mothers that are here today. And uh, if you are a guest, they have something special for you. So make sure you get that before you leave the building this morning. And uh, we want you to know how glad that we are that you've come to be here with us. I know you might have come to celebrate with your mother. A wonderful day that is set aside to honor and respect and give reverence to our mothers. And uh, But we're glad that you're at the First Pentecostal Church in Silsby. Why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand today? I would like uh, my wife to come up here at this time and have something to say, greet this congregation. She don't do this very much. She don't like it when I make her do it, but uh, I appreciate uh, her dedication to the Lord and her dedication to her family, and uh, appreciate her very much. She's doing a wonderful job as pastor wife and my uh, and our pastor's wife. And uh, my children's mother and the mother of this church. Why don't we give her a hand today? Thank you you very much. That was very kind of you. I do appreciate that. Uh, First, I would like to say how much I love the Lord, and I praise Him for all His many blessings and His goodness to me. I'm thankful that I am a mother. There's no other occupation that I would rather be, and it is an occupation, trust me. Anyone that's a mother knows, and I am thankful for that. I do want to wish all of you a happy Mother's Day. You all look so beautiful, every mother. And I was telling my kids upstairs, I said, 
you better make your Mother's Day special today. And so anyway, they were telling me the stuff that they had done. So I said, well, y'all done good. But I hope you all have a good Mother's Day, every one of you. Uh, I would like to say first, since he asked me up here, it's a dangerous thing, but I would like to say first uh, how much I love my mother and what a special person she is. Um, He shouldn't have played that song, or Tiffany shouldn't have sang that song this morning because it has me all teary-eyed. I told told someone the other day, I said, me and him, we just like to cry. You know, just give us an opportunity to cry and we'll do it. And uh, But I do want to thank her. She is... uh, Definitely a wonderful role model in my life. Uh, she was she was just a wonderful mother. Any, it did not matter what I was doing. She always had time for me. Uh, if I was gonna, we were gonna go on school convention stuff. She was there. She was my biggest fan always. Uh, she thought I could do anything. If no one else thought I could do it, my mama could. She thought I could do whatever I wanted to. And uh, because of that, I thought I could do whatever, too. So I'm thankful for that. She showed me how to be a mother. She showed me how to live for God. She showed me, and I'm so thankful for that. She was, to me, the best pastor's wife. And if I can be like her, it'll be good. And I'm thankful for that. Uh, I do have a little poem that I want to say, though. I was reading this morning, and I thought, I want to say something a little bit different. And it's, uh, when you thought I wasn't looking... And I thought about Sister Baldry this morning, and we do miss her. And I thought, oh, if I could have one of her poems this morning to read. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator, and I immediately wanted to paint another. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake for me, and I learned that the little things can be special things in life. When you thought... I wasn't looking. I saw you make a meal and take it to a friend who was sick, and I learned what it meant to serve one another in brotherly love. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you pray over me and kiss me goodnight, and I felt loved and safe. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw how you handled your responsibilities, even when you didn't feel good, and I learned what it meant to glorify God in all things. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you give of your time and money to the church and people in need, and I learned that God loves a cheerful giver. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw your tears come to your eyes, and I learned that sometimes things hurt, but it's all right to cry. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw that you... Hang on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I couldn't read that. (laughs) When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you earned, and I wanted to be everything that I could be. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you praying and reading God's word, and I learned to depend on and trust in him too. When you thought I wasn't looking, I looked at you and wanted to say thank you for all the things I saw when you thought I wasn't looking. And today I thought about that. There's many times that our children look at us, And we don't even think that they're watching, and yet they're watching every move we make. And I want personally to be a mom that someday they can say, I want to be like my mama was. And I love every one of you, and I do want to honor my mother-in-law, who is not here, of course. And she was an excellent mother. She raised my husband, and she did a great job. And I I hope you all have a happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. We don't hear a lot from her. 
although the teenagers do upstairs. She gets her preaching done upstairs, so that way we uh, bypass that. But, yeah, I'm thankful for my wife. Good to see Brother and Sister Brooks in the house of the Lord today. Honored and respect them. Glad that they're here with us today. I know uh, today is a little bit different. We always do things different on Mother's Day and probably this Mother's Day a little more so than than normal. I must confess that Mother's Day is one of the most difficult days for me personally because uh, I... I was, and I guess to some point I still am, a mama's boy. And um, I love my mother very, very much. And um, that love for her has not uh, ceased to grow as the days go by. And uh, so I uh, I know that, that it's always been said that <clears throat> a grown man's not supposed to cry, but I can't help but cry sometimes. Uh, when I think about the blessings that God has given me and the things that uh, God has handed down to me in life, He has truly been good to me. And if you have your mothers here today, or if they are uh, still alive, you need to make uh, for certainty that you allow them and make them know how much you appreciate them and how much they mean to you and uh, what a great position that they hold in your life. I know that I'm not the only one that has ever traveled uh, this road of losing a a mother who you were very close to. I understand that. I understand that there are many of you in this building today that your mothers have gone on to receive their reward. And I know that your heart uh, grieves and is hurting for them today. But... I, we have a lot of lot of memories that we can go back and and uh, look over and enjoy the times and the fellowship that we had and uh, the good times that we enjoyed together with them. And um, as I think about, I know I know on Mother's Day y'all probably get tired of hearing my Mother's Day stories, but I have I have a lot of Mother's Day stories and uh, I. I don't get to talk about them on a daily basis, so I take the opportunity on Mother's Day to do so. And uh, so I, I do have some more Mother's Day stories today to tell you. My mother was a great lady, and uh, she was a great lady that loved God, and uh, loved God with her whole heart, served God with her whole heart. Uh, come in to this wonderful truth by the strangest of ways, to say the least. But but anyway, uh, moved into a position as pastor's wife and was there as a pastor's wife, serving with my dad for 42 years in Stuttgart and uh, <clears throat> done a great job. Wonderful singer, uh, wonderful um, lady to promote worship. And she always told me, and this is what, she always said, so take, take uh, notice of this, all of you younger folks, that when your mother tells you this, I think this is something uh, that they all say. But this was her favorite saying when we'd be giving her a hard time, is you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And that is the truth today. I stand to testify to the fact that I do miss her since she is gone. 
And, uh, but <clears throat> I, I don't know, uh, some of the reasons why I love and respect and honored her so much because if it was not for her, there's multiple reasons why I would not be standing here today. Uh, maybe not the greatest, but not the least is the fact that my daddy would have killed me and told God I died. But thank God for mamas. And uh, thank God for a mother that would not allow that to happen. And I know there's some more men in the house that testify to that fact. Thank God for mama because daddy gave up a long time before mama did. If you're looking for something that I would be talking about, a title that I would use today, I would like to use this title and talk about these things. The prayers of mama never die. The prayers of mama never die. There are many things, and I won't hold you too long, but I do have some things I would like to say today to maybe help uh, every mother in the house of the Lord today to see the important role that you place and you play in life. Today we are living in a, a society that has gotten things way out of context of God's plan and God's order of what God is expecting and what God desires out of a family. In the beginning, the Bible says that God created man. He created man for his own pleasure and to fellowship with mankind. The Scripture tells us that God would come down in the cool of the day and uh, He would commune with man. He would visit with man. He would talk to man. Man would talk to God. There was a fellowship there. There was a bond there. Then sin came into the world. And sin separated man from God. Sin has always separated man from God. There was a great divide there to where when God came down and he wanted to visit with man, man hid himself from God. And God said, where art thou, Adam, knowing all the time where Adam was? But he was searching for his prize creation, his greatest creation. So sin divided man from God. Man was... Uh, placed outside of the garden. From that time on, man had to work for his food. Man had to provide for his family that God would give him. But God had a plan to redeem mankind. Just as society today has got different ideas and different opinions about how that family should work. They are confused about family life. I want to tell you, every doctor and every scholar and every professor does not know everything there is about life. There should be a greater amen on that. Because they have some strange ideas, strange philosophies about what life is about. And when I read the Bible, I find the rule book and the guidelines of what life should be about and how that we should conduct ourselves and how that we should live our lives. I want to tell you that jobs are not the most important thing in life. 
Although they are very important, I think every uh, well-abled body ought to have one. But they are not the most important thing in life. The money that we are able to bring in and accumulate in life is not the most important thing in life. Because our money will perish with us. It's kind of like the old saying is there's never a Brinker truck or never a Wells Fargo truck following a hearse to allow your possessions and your wealth to go and to be buried with you. But there are far more important things in life than just our possessions, our cars, our houses, our things that we have that we are so proud of. That is not our prize possession. That is not the most important thing that we have in life. But the most important thing is not what we have, but it's the legacy that we leave behind. It's the influence in life that we make. I have seen people that was very influential. They had a lot of things. They were very powerful in politics. They were very powerful on their jobs. But when they die and they pass from this scene to the life to come, they did not leave a lot left to, 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 um, to amazement and to their benefit. But they leave chaos. They leave trouble. I have seen wise people that leave trouble behind when they die. I have seen wise people. I was reading just uh, <clears throat> a few days ago. I was on the plane and I was reading a magazine that was talking about some of the wealthiest people in the world. It named it had a real a, a story I found very interesting of of a very wealthy family in America. The name is well known. The way, uh, name has been known for years. Billions and billions of dollars this family is worth. And I was reading about one elderly gentleman that said he's about to leave this world and he's not going to leave his, his financial possessions to his family. He said because it's just there, it's just money, it's just wealth, it's just fame, it's just fortune that they will fight over and said there's not a one of them that deserve it. So he's going to leave it all to charity. I started to get the address and write a letter and tell him I know a good nonprofit organization that he could find. <laughs> but there is, it is a shame because you know whose fault that is? It's his fault. Because he leaves nothing because when they needed him, he was not there. When they desired him, he was not there. They bought things to make their children happy. They, they did things that money could buy to make their children happy. But the time is really what America needs today. We are all living busy lives. As I look back over my life, just the short time that I've been here for 44 years, 
I look back and I remember my mom and daddy celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. And uh, I was just a teenager then, and I can remember looking at them and saying, Man, these people are ancient. They're about to slip over the other side. Their days are, are history. They're not really worth a lot to society today. And uh, now, as I look, I am a year and a half from celebrating 25 years of marriage. But I have gotten smart enough that I understand that their life was only just beginning. They were in the prime of life when I thought it was over. But I look back, and as you look back over pictures and and time, you find out how quickly time passes by. And time waits on no man. We can't stop time. Money can't stop time. Possessions can't stop time. I heard a story about a very wealthy man that was laying on his deathbed and he offered a doctor a million dollars just to keep him here just a little bit longer. The doctor said, I'm not in control of that. He said, well, I'll give you two million dollars to keep me here and to prolong my life. The doctor said, I can't do that. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you all of my wealth and all of my riches to keep me here just a little bit longer. The doctor said, that's not in my power to do so, because time waiteth on no man. It just keeps on ticking. Your watch might stop. Your clock's electricity power might go off, but time just keeps on ticking. And as you look at your children today, I would come in and I look into the faces of children that I said, where has time gone? Where did time go? My goodness, they're teenagers. I got one married. Needless to say, she doesn't have a child yet. I got, I got one that just turned 18. Just thought I'd throw that in there for good measure. But <clears throat> I, I got one that turned 18, one that's 13, one that's 10. My little Cinderella is growing up quickly. She even answered the phone the other day and her first words wasn't, Hey, Prince Charming, it was hello. I said, times are changing. Times pass by. It goes by so swiftly, like the blink of an eye. Have you ever, you ever tried to calculate the speed of the blink of the eye? It just does it. It's gone. It happens. You don't even realize it. That's the way life is. So what I am getting to, the point that I would like to make this morning, to all of you, Ben's, this is Mother's Day. Mama, don't ever take lightly the job that God has placed in your hands. Don't ever let somebody criticize you. I, uh, I often say, you know, in filling out forms and stuff and uh, different things, they always want to know what your occupation is. I, I put my occupation. They want to know what my wife's occupation is. I said, she don't have a job. But in reality, the homemaker, that's the reason why they call them that, the homemaker, amen, is the one <clears throat> that is the stable force 
That's God's. That's God's way of doing things. I can tell you this, that you can take a family that has been separated. This is how strong uh, an influence that a mother has in children's life. You can take lots of circumstances that has happened that has separated families. Lots of times the mother's home is not the best place for the child to be. But probably 99.9% of the judges will place the child in the mother's home when it's really not always the best and safest place to be. But probably 99% of the children, even though knowing that it may not be the safest and the best place to be, that's the place they will choose to be, is in the house with their mother, because there is a bond that a man can never replace that bond. A man can never destroy that bond. A man can never uh, stand between that bond of who brought them into the world. You can take children that have been separated at birth, and other families have taken them in and chose to adopt them. And I, I don't mean to stir up any sore spots in anybody's life, but just let me make a point. But there's always a craving of what the real mom is like. The real one is like. The one who brought them into life. Although it may never replace the love of the one who has raised them, but there's always, they always have that longing to see. Because there's a bond that nothing don't, and then if you're, you're, you're living in adopted families or if you have been adopted and, or you are raising adopted children, you know, don't, don't let that bother you. That's a bond that cannot be replaced. It's just there. It's just there because of the importance that God placed in family. The importance of a woman's role in family. Mamas, you can do things that daddies can't do. Hey man, it's kind of like the old saying is that daddy was the head of the house, but mama was the neck that turned the head. Hey man, they have, they have different abilities. My mama, my daddy said she, in, in later, you know, in early life, she tried to be the boss, you know, and she run up against a brick wall there and decided she couldn't do that. So she stepped back and recalculated. And when she come back, Daddy said, the older she gets, the wiser she gets. Said she used to try to tell me what to do and what she wanted to do. Said, and that didn't work. Said, but now she's got this philosophy and idea that she comes in and tries to convince me that it's my idea. See, women can do that. And they can make you like things that you don't like. You didn't like that color in the beginning, but all of a sudden... <laughs> you start liking that color. It just kind of gets you after a while. Hey Amen. I know a dear friend that even lived in a pink house. I'm not calling... <laughs> I can I can remember the first time I went and preached for Brother Hare. I was 
I was, uh, I think I was 17 years old or either just turned 18 years old. I pulled up in the driveway and the man was living in a pink house. I said, this is about the strangest thing I've ever seen. Amen. But see, that's, that's the way. They convince you that little things is your idea. Man, don't you like that? Yeah, all of a sudden, I, I got a craving for, for that. I, I really like that. That's really nice. Yeah, that looks good. And so, but, but that is the ability. And I want to tell you, mothers, don't ever underestimate your ability to make an influence in your children's life in a positive way. Daddy's patience is is a little shorter than what mama's is. Any anybody ever run up against that? My daddy, he had a short, short fuse. I'm telling you, he had the fuses kind of like this unity candle that that Nathaniel and Tammy was trying to light. Somebody had cut off the the wick and it was down in the candle, and they was having to dig it out. That's how short my fuse of my, my daddy's fuse was. But let me tell you, you didn't have to worry about it igniting. It would ignite quick. It was like there was gasoline on that fuse. And his patience was very short. But my mother, she would suffer long. Amen. She would, she would, she would, she would pray and she would, she would work and she had faith and she had confidence. When mama gave up, mama just, or when daddy gave up, mama just kept on believing. When I think about the things of my, my life, I look back and I'm, I'm gonna hurry now, but I, I just got a little story I'd like to share with you. When I think about the things of my life, when I go back to Stuttgart, the place that I was born and raised, and, uh, before I was delivered into the great state of Texas, I, um, I, when I go back now, the house is gone that I was raised in. The church looks different than the outside is different. The colors are different. The landscape is different. Nothing is the same. When my mom and daddy passed away and my mother passed away, I received some inheritance, not, not a lot of financial Inheritance, but I did receive some. It's gone. It's no longer in the bank. It's all moved on. I do have some things that I treasured that I've held on to. My dad's Bible, neckties, and things that, personal things of my mother's, and guns of my dad's. But on the most part, everything that they gave me is no longer with me. But the things that they taught me. My mother taught me truth. Truth is still with me today. My mother taught me and prayed for me. And prayer is still working today. Things that we hand down from generation to generation. Back a couple of months ago on February the 25th, about 9.45 in the morning, I came into my house, and um, I think I'd been riding my bicycle. I'd come in to take a shower and get ready and do different things. I walked into the house, and the sheets were off of the bed. 
And um, I, uh, I said, you know, I haven't turned that mattress around since we bought it. It's a pillow top mattress, so you don't turn them over, but you can turn it around. I noticed that I'm a little bit heavier than my wife, so my part was a little bit sunken in. And I said, you know, I'll just switch the ends of the mattress around while the sheets are off the bed. So I, I picked up the mattress, and before I, I say that, my mama was a, a lady of prayer. She believed in praying. I mean, she would anoint things. She would go uh, when she did not think that I was doing right or when she knew I wasn't doing right. She would come into my room and she would anoint my bed. She would anoint my pictures. If, if there was a girl that I was liking that I had a picture of and uh, it was in my bedroom, she'd come pour oil all over it, casting that thing out of the house. And... Uh, if there was clothes she didn't like, they'd have oily spots on them if they didn't make it to my closet. And uh, she would go, and I, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, you're, you're, you are not supposed to be your child's best friend. You are their mother. And being their mother, you're going to contradict their ways and their opinions because you are a mother. I can remember, now uh, all of you young people, you plug your ears, hold your ears like this. But I know it's hard to believe, but there was times that I was listening to things that I should not listen to. And uh, at that time, they were not CDs, they were not jump drives, they were not digital music uh, on an iPhone. But they were cassette tapes. And so I had a special compartment under my seat of my truck. That I had things that I, you know, mom and daddy didn't need to listen to, but it's okay for me. And uh, I would go out there, and mom had been in my truck, or in my car. She had dug them all out, and she'd just pull all the strings out of them. Just string them out, string them out, and she'd leave them there for me to see. Sometimes she'd throw them away, but if she really wanted to torture me, she'd leave them there. And I would think I could get a pencil, you know, and roll them all back up. But she would stretch the tape where that was impossible. It was run. It made me so mad. But see, Mama was long-suffering because if she had told Daddy, there'd have been a killing in the house. And uh, she'd go get things. If I had something, man, she'd get it. I I've told you this before, but she'd take clothes that I I had purchased, and uh, they didn't look to her lacking, liking, and she knew she knew that Daddy wouldn't like it. She'd take scissors and she'd she'd just cut them up in little bitty strips. She'd hang them back in my closet, just so nice and neat. That's the way mamas do because she cared. But you'd go out, I could get in my truck, and I could put my hand on the steering wheel. And I'd say, oh, Lord, Mama's been in here again because there was greasy spots on the steering wheel where she had anointed it with oil and prayed over it. Prayers work. I can remember one day me and another young boy had just come out from doing something we shouldn't do. We had had a fast car and we was doing something, you know, that teenagers shouldn't do. We were racing. And uh, 
We had just, just come into town from doing 125 miles an hour in a car. Stopped at the stop sign, turned at the red light, and the front tire blowed out. It's because of prayers of Mama that I'm here today. There was a lady in the church that this caught on with her also. Her son got a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. And man, he was the hippie type. And he come in, boy, and he rode that Harley up in his mama's yard. Her name was Sister Effie. And uh, man, she said, oh, <laughs> Effie. Her name was Effie. His name was Shep. So <laughs> They were uh, Sister Sister Effie and Brother Jack. Brother Jack was an alcoholic for 33 years and coming to the church and God delivered him. They were a well-known family in the community, trust me. And so when she got in church, she believed that God did She said, Shep, you got to get rid of that motorcycle. Oh, you're going to get killed. And she just went into hysterical. She went out there and took her bottle of oil and prayed for that motorcycle. She doused oil all over that Harley. And when he went out there to get on it, laughing, tried to start it, the thing wouldn't start. A new motorcycle. He carries it to the shop. They fix it. He goes and picks it up. It breaks down. He fixes it. It breaks down. He fixes it. It breaks down. He said, you know what? My daddy was asking him about it at her funeral. He said, you know what? said, that motorcycle never run." Said they'd get it started and it quit because the power of prayer. My mother believed in anointing handkerchiefs. And brother, she'd put handkerchiefs everywhere. She'd hang them from your dresser. She'd put them under your bed, under your sheets. She'd put them in your clothes, in your shoes. She'd staple them to you, pin them to you, whatever she could do because she believed in the power of prayer. February the 25th at 9.45 a.m., I reached up to pick up my mattress. My mother, last Sunday morning, has been dead, passed away six years ago on a Sunday morning, the week before Mother's Day. I picked up my mattress, first time that we've had up our mattress, and I looked under my mattress where I lay to sleep. On my side of the bed, there was a prayer cloth. That was anointed by my mother. I must be honest that I did just sit down and I had a good cry as I thought about how much that prayer still works. The reason why I am here today is because of the influence and the prayers of a godly mother that prayed for me, that loved me, that taught me the way. That was not too busy for me. So my request to all of you mothers today is just stop just a moment. Just let the world stop turning around you just a moment. Let your career stop just a moment. And let's look back at what is the most important thing in life. And I would like to tell you our time 
that we spend with the next generation, teaching them the wonderful truths in God's Word. We complain about the schools. We complain about society. We complain about what Hollywood puts out and the trash that they promote. But where we are missing it is in our calling of what God has called us to do and what God has called us to be. I'm here to tell you today, six years after the passing of my mother, I would not dare move that prayer cloth because the prayers of Mama never dies. The Scripture says He takes our tears and He puts them in a bottle. He remembers them. Cornelius prayed prayers that were memorial prayers unto God. The Scripture said that they went up as a memorial unto God. And God remembered those prayers. God looked at those prayers. God heard those prayers. And God responded in answer to those prayers. As they come to the music this morning, I'm getting ready to close. So I want to tell you, mamas, keep on praying. For those backslid children, keep on praying. For those who are wandering around in darkness, keep on praying. For those who are growing up, keep on praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. The things that I cherish most is not the possessions that my mother handed me, but it is the treasure of truth. The Scripture says, I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. That child that God has placed in your care is not something to quench your style or to hinder your style. But it's a blessing from God. It's a gift from God. It's a treasure from God. And I want to tell you that treasure, we need to do everything that we can to protect it. Because if you don't take time with them, the drug addict will. If you don't take time with them, the thief will. You say, my prayers haven't been answered. I haven't received an answer from God. Just keep on praying. You may not be here to see it. When my mother passed away, she had one daughter, Claudia, that was not in the church. It was backslid. She was not here to see it, but after her prayers, after her voice was silent, 
her prayers were still alive. Because about three months after my mother passed away, Claudia prayed through here in the church and got back to God. Because of her prayers, it's still affecting me. And through affecting me, it affects her grandchildren. And through affecting her grandchildren through me, her grandchildren will affect their children. Through me and through them. But it all stems back to someone who prayed. I want to tell you, young people, and maybe you're not so young anymore, but what you take lightly today, and y'all just gonna to have to give, forgive me on Mother's Day. It's a very, it's a very emotional time for me, and I don't know if it'll ever pass away, but. What you take lightly. But I can remember coming into the house and hearing my mama pray. I can remember waking up in the middle of the night and hear her at the foot of my bed praying. I can remember going to bed at night and her kneeling in my room or praying, Devil, you can't have him. I'd say, Mama... Quit that. Because it'd get to me. It'd bother me. Quit that, Mama. Song comes to my mind. I'd like to read you the lyrics in closing this morning. How sweet and happy seems those days of which I dream. When the memory recall them, recalls them now and then. And with what rapture sweet my weary heart would beat if I could hear my mother pray again. If I could hear my mother pray again. If I could hear her tender voice as then. So glad I'd be would mean so much to me if I could hear my mother pray again. She used to pray that I on Jesus would rely and always walk the shining gospel way. So trusting still in His love, I seek that home above where I shall meet my mother some glad day. Within the old home place, her patient, smiling face was always spending comfort, hope, and cheer. And when she used to sing to to her eternal king, it was the songs that angels loved to hear. Her work on earth is done. The life crown has been won. And she will be at rest with Him above. 
And some glad morning she, I know, will welcome me to that eternal home of peace and love. No matter how old or no matter how young you are, there's going to come a day that you will say, if I could just hear my mother pray again. You might silence the voice, but you'll never silence the prayers. You might shut down the voice, but the prayers live on. And let me tell you, backslider in this house this morning, you can run, but you cannot hide from the prayers of a praying mother. Because the tears that she has shed for you, the Lord has kept them in a bottle. And He opens them up. And there are sweets under them. When you least expect it, when you think you've run as far as you can possibly go. I can still hear my mother's voice. You can't get away from it. Because the prayers of mama's never going to die. She might. But keep on praying, mama. You may not be here to witness it, but keep on praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop praying. Let's all stand.